Welcome to Leading Behind the Scene. I'm your host, Gwendolyn Young, the go-to business and operations consultant for six-figure CEOs who are ready to greet their next level of growth. And I'm ready to share tools, strategies, and tips to help you excel in your business and your life. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, be sure to join me each Thursday. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rate and review. Now let's get into today's episode. For those of you who are here for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your girl Gwendolyn here from your virtual admin expert. Welcome to Leading Behind the Scene, your weekly dose of inspiration to equip you in business and life. We are continuing the conversation on pivoting because 2020, as I'm sure all of y'all know, has created moments of change in all of our lives. I get to talk to Miss Bernadette Hicks, who mm-hmm. you will probably hear me refer to affectionately as my Bernie, because I think she's just only mine, but I know that she's probably other people's Bernie too. Um, But she is the CEO and president of ABC Toontown Educational Center, one of the few African-American-owned childcare providers in her community. And through the last 20 years, she has been leading this center. They have weathered multiple storms, everything from the state's ongoing fiscal crisis, which spelled doom and gloom for a lot of childcare providers, but not ABC Toontown. And everything, even with the pandemic, like she is leading through this disruption like a boss. So I am super excited to glean some wisdom from her because people are just so sleep on Miss Bernadette. Okay. She got a lot of wisdom and she is really kind of a mini, I call a millionaire mogul. So I'm going to need y'all to grab some uh, pens and notepads and take a listen. So Miss Bernie. Yeah. I couldn't remember if our first connection was actually at church or if it was at Rashida's birthday dinner. Do you remember? It was actually at church when we were taking the leadership boot camp because I had no I had remember I had no idea that you guys were connected until, um, until we got to dinner. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> I was we like, were wow. so excited. It was like we had found out we were family or something. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I love Bernie. <laughs> And you know, oh and just kind of so, been hanging ever since. I am, I am so grateful to my auntie Tracy. He was like, "You need to come and visit. You need to come and visit." I was like, "Girl, oh, what I need to come and visit for?" She was like, "You need to come and visit." I'm like, "Okay." So then I came visiting. Then I kept on coming to visit. Then somehow I ended up in the new members class. Then I ended up <laughs> in the foundation class. Like I ended up in all these classes. And I was like. I guess I'll go here now, right? <laughs> then I started I meeting so. y'all and making all these amazing connections and meeting yeah. these amazing, wonderful people. And I'm just so glad that I said yes to coming to visit. So thank Me you for too. being a part of my life. Oh, no, thank you. you. Dearly. I love you too. So let's just jump in because I'm super excited to glean some wisdom. I'm going to be taking my own notes tonight. Okay. And so. 
we're still talking about pivoting, shifting, changing at critical points in our lives and our businesses. And I know that you have experienced quite a few shifts in just the last few years, because even just, what was it, maybe two, maybe three years ago, we were literally just celebrating the open house of your new place for your child care center. You yeah. been in one location for like 18 years and then moved mm-hmm. this big old 15,000 square foot facility. And we was like, oh, yeah. we got to see this. We need to celebrate it. We were just celebrating your mm-hmm. open house for that. Then your daughter yeah. got married. Yeah. And I think, yeah. did she move to New York or something? Well, she she moved to New York prior to getting married. So she's been in New York now for about almost going on eight years now. Yeah. She's like, Oh my gosh. I thought she was coming home, but it's not. (laughs) Yes. She got married. I remember that. Look, we was attending the wedding online. We was looking at all the pictures and then 2020 came and the pandemic just like, yeah. So I really want to hear from you. How have you managed to pivot during all these different times? If we were to go back a little bit, was there ever a pivotal moment in your life where you knew like, I need to pivot right now if I'm going to move to that next level? Actually, I can speak to that from 10 years ago. A lot of people don't know that um, my mother-in-law and I actually founded ABC together. And so she and I were partners and I didn't initially start out doing the day-to-day managing because that was pretty much her role because I actually had, so I thought alternative plans in the corporate arena. So when we first founded the business 22 years ago now, I said, oh, you've got this. I'm over here. So I'll just be in the background. That was the intention. Fast forward, I don't know how many years forward when I finally left corporate America and then I finally came out of corporate and then joined her with the business And then about a year into that, we expanded into a second location because I was like, okay, you you were here and then I'm here and everything was running great. And then she found out that she was sick. So she actually ultimately passed in 2010. And at that time, you know, we had the two locations. One was an infant toddler site and then one was the preschool, kindergarten, before and after school. And so pivoting time for me was where do we go from here? Do I keep this going or should I close shop and go back to corporate? So I prayed about it because I literally, I just didn't know what to do. I was like, I can't do this. You know, when you envision and you go into something with someone, that's the last thing on your mind that this person is not going to be here to see. You know, we there were so many times that we talked about dreams and things like that and where we wanted the business to go. And And so when she was no longer here, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? So that was the first major pivot for me concerning the business. But after praying about it, I knew deep down inside that it was for me to continue. So that's what I did. That was the first major one. But the issue I was having was, okay, there's two centers and it's just one me. (laughs) So, So I had to make some adjustments. It kept me busy, though, because after she passed, I was so devastated that I needed to stay busy just to, I think it even gave me more drive to take the business to another level because I know before she passed, I was one of her 
uh, one of the last words she said to me was, you keep this going. And I was just like, no. <laughs> so I, it was just really my honor to keep it going and, and even striving to take the business to the next level. And you've kept, so you've kept that legacy alive, which is yes. huge. What do you think she's saying right now? What do you think if oh she was gosh. here in this moment, what would she be saying? If she were standing here right now, I can just envision her just because she had the biggest smile and she'd just be smiling and she'd say, see, Bernie, I told you. Because she was definitely a woman of faith. And because there were times that, you know, the business was really on shaky grounds and I was ready to walk away like, okay, this is it. This is the last payroll. We are shutting down. And she'd be like, God is not going to break his promise. And, you know, so she was very encouraging and she was definitely a woman of great faith. So she really kind of helped to keep me level, especially on the times, the days I was just like, mom, this is just, this is just not working. She was like, nope, God is not going to, everything that God promised, she said, he's going to do it. So you just have to keep doing. And she was very big on planting seeds. So we were always planting financial seeds, you know, and ministries mm, and things like that. And so, which is very important. She taught me the importance of giving. And a lot of people, when they give, or some some people don't like to give, but it'll come back to you. And, it, and whether it's, it, it doesn't even always have to be money. It could be health or right. God can give you favor, you know, but people, when they're giving, you know, they, they're looking for a financial thing to come right back to them, but you have to look at the whole scope. It, it, it comes back in other ways. And I believe in my heart that that's the reason why we're flourishing today, because we planted so many seeds and we helped so many people along the way. And so even in this pandemic, we're still standing. So, and that's because um, I'm always giving and I've always been a giver and, and partially because she taught me how to do that. That is amazing. You got me over here. I'm like trying to keep my tears in my ass because I'm like, girl, you got to keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So when 2020 hit and this pandemic just literally shifted the way that businesses had to do everything, like Mm -hmm. how did that make you have to pivot or shift in the way that you ran your business? Well, prior to COVID, everything was, I mean, we were just doing this. I think we were on track to have one of our best years ever. And we were even working on expanding into another. I mean, everything was just on target. And so then when COVID hit, of course, then we had to shut down for about 10 weeks. So during those 10 weeks, I'm pivoting in my mind saying, how is this going to look when we come out of this? Because I just didn't know if the families were going to be comfortable with bringing their children back. So, and then the governor, uh, he cut all programs capacity, I think by about 30, 35%. So that's a lot. (laughs) So that was amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Listen, and people think that um, when you're doing, doing childcare, that you're just making all this money. We, you know, you have to put a lot back into the business, especially if you want a quality program. Now, I know there's a lot of programs out there that they take the money and they spend it on themselves, but we've That's always awesome. reinvested back into the program because one of our philosophies was giving the children a quality experience. And if you want quality, you have to spend the money. So, girl, you, you, that part for the people in the back said a little bit louder for the people in the if, back. If Did you want quality. You have to spend the money. You have to invest. 
you're not going to get quality if you, you know, just holding on to everything. Nothing's going to grow if you're just holding on. You have to pour back into your business. It's important, whether it's daycare or whatever, you have to keep reinvesting to help your business to grow. So the major pivot was, what is it going to look like when we get back? So we actually were shut down from, I want to say, mid to late March, and we reopened early June. You know, it was slow going, I will tell you, because a lot of parents, and I think not only were they afraid, but I think a lot of them were still working from home. So the kids are just kind of slowly coming back. So the pivot was, how do you survive? <laughs> you know, yeah. what, what do you do to kind of keep this going? Because I have, I think I had, at the time, 25 staff. And so one of the things that I have to, as a, you know, CEO is like, what do you do? Because in 22 years, we have never laid off not one person, not one person ever, even with all this stuff going on. So I did what I needed to do. One of the things I can say that when you are, when you do have good years, put money to the side. It looks good to want to be able to spend it all, but you have to, you have to prepare for the, you know, for bad times. So I can say that once we came back, all of my staff came back. And even though it was kind of like a ghost town in there, I still knew that my families, because of the environment that we built, I knew that they were going to be coming back. And so even today, we're right at just about at the capacity that, you know, that 35%. So we're where we need to be. So the pivot is, yes, it's uh, scary. But you, if you plan ahead and if you're smart with your money and budgeting and things, you can kind of get through this. And the other thing I tell myself, there's an other side to COVID. So we're not going to be in this place forever. So are things hard right now? Absolutely. But it's not going to last forever. So I can see on the other side of this thing. So I'm planning for the other side and not Come for now. So you have That's to be good. forward thinking. Absolutely. That's good. And you got to stay the course. If you want to see the other side, you have to stay the course. This is one of those painful parts of running a business and being an entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. you know, and I tell people all the time, especially the ladies in my programs, yeah, you got to see all the fancy stuff people talking about. They making all the money. They got these beautiful sites. They doing all these things that you seeing in these images, but Mm -hmm. this behind the scenes stuff, this stuff is real. They ain't telling you about the sleepless nights that you have when you're crying. They ain't telling you about the hard decisions when you literally don't know what to do and you literally have to just like get quiet, mm-hmm. speak God or whatever your faith is. We believe in God and Absolutely. be like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do in this moment? And when you truly care about the people on your team, right? Because it's yeah. like, People are depending on me to eat. Like they're depending yes. on me to feed their families. What am I supposed to do with that? Like that's a and huge people, weight. That's a hear. huge weight. And people don't even realize they're on the outside looking in. And you're right. Like, ooh, ooh. I'm like, I tell my staff a lot. I'm like, some days I wish I could just switch. Can you all just be that me for a day? <laughs> I can just come and do your job. And then I get to go home. They get to do their jobs and go home, whereas I do my, my job is 24-7. 24-7. Because yes. you got to do your job. 
But then you also have to make sure that the business is running well. You got to make sure the finances are being managed appropriately. Mm -hmm. You got to make sure the parents are happy. You got to make sure the kids are taken care of. Like you got to do all these things. You got to market. You got to, you got to network. You got to build relationships. Like you got to do all these things Mm -hmm. that, they don't even have to think about, you know, one of the ladies in my program right now, she's working on her landing page for a product that she's doing. And mm-hmm. she came to the call the other night and she was like, listen, this is a whole lot more involved than mm-hmm. I realized. I didn't realize I was going to have to do all these things. I was like, yeah, people think that you just put up a page and you're selling some stuff or you put up a page, you have a business, but no, you got to think about what is the messaging that you want to portray. Right. Then mm-hmm. if you're not a good writer, you got to hire somebody to write for you. Mm-hmm. Then you got to have the right images. Then you got to have right. the right software and platforms. Like you got to do all these things to get mm-hmm. to the end result. And a lot of times things don't go as planned, right? Who could have right. prepared for a pandemic in 2020? Yeah. When that, that wasn't on the list. When we said happy new year coming out of 2019, <laughs> it was not like happy new year. Hey, pandemic. Right. No, nobody had that in mind. It's crazy. Right. So yeah. how did you connect and like re-engage your kids and the parents? Like what were some of the things that you did? So, cause I'm mm-hmm. sure they were affected by that too, right? They Absolutely. And with their jobs and now their childcare, like. Absolutely. Oh well, God. I made sure that I, because we use a childcare app. So I was able to communicate with the families even while we were closed. So I would send, you know, emails and updates. I updated them, you know, this is what's going on. This is what the governor is saying, because I honestly thought we were only going to be shut down for like two weeks. I had no clue it was going to get extended out. So I just kept my parents updated as to what was going on. And I got lots of feedback. They were like, thank you so much. So they really appreciated because they knew kind of what was going on. And, and I must say, because of the culture that we built with the program, because we really partner with our families. And that's one of the things that when I'm I guess you say selling the program is that uh, we really build an importance on parent engagement. So even while we were closed, let me tell you, my families were emailing me because they were so concerned about the staff keeping their jobs. They were still paying tuition for a while until I had to cut it off. I'm like, I can't keep charging you all anymore. You got, you know, take care of your families. We're going to be okay. But there were so many, even when I stopped charging tuition, I still had some families say, well, I want your staff to be paid. So keep, keep billing me. Oh, so, girl, you about to make me I mean, go I'm telling you, right but now. that's. That's the favor of God, though. And that's why I said when you sow seeds into others and you plant, it's going to come back, you know. So and that's why I said that that's the favor of God. That's how we're still standing, because those parents, even when I kept building initially, they could have been like, no, you're not open. We're not paying. But they were like, what do I have to do? So it was just such a blessing. So even with coming back with the children, because one of the things that we had to do was to mandate that any child two and over had to wear a mask. mask. So didn't know how that was going to pan out. And a lot of people were like, oh, kids can't keep masks on. You should see those kids. They are just champs in there. They are wearing their masks because the teachers oh just built it into the curriculum and, and taught them about germs and things like that. So they made it a teachable moment. 
So you walk in my program now, you'll see a two-year-old with their mask on and they're playing like it's nothing. They're so resilient. They just kind of adapt. And, it was and an because adjustment. you guys turned it into a positive experience, right? Yes. It wasn't, yes. don't nobody want to feel like wearing this mask and all mm-hmm. kids not going to be able to do. Like, right. why are we telling them what they can't do or, or right. trying to uh, insinuate what they can't do mm-hmm. when we haven't even given them the opportunity yet to prove Absolutely. it or not? Yes. You made it a teachable moment. Your staff I made do. it a teachable moment. And I love mm-hmm. that. And I guess that's why I'm, and I, I am, I do understand with the school districts and how, but I know a lot of parents are like, well, why the kids, you're going to make the kids wear masks all day. I'm like, if a two-year-old can wear a mask all day, a school-ager can That's wear a mask all day. So, but I get it because their number is a lot, you know, they're dealing with much larger numbers than we are. Yeah. So I get it, but don't discount it and say what a child can't do. They're very resilient and, and they're teachable and yeah, they're troopers. I, I'm the one that can't, I can't stand wearing the mask. I'm like, oh God, but, but the kids, they're fine. I forget it's it half the time. I'm running oh to the store, God. get out the car, get all the way to the door. And then I'm like, like oh, oh no. I got to go get this mask. Got to go back to the car, get the mask, put the mask on. I'm like, Lord, how mercy. It's, it's when a are, lot. We don't make it through. But like you said, there's another side. We yeah. won't be here forever. And I think no. if you just keep that at the forefront. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we'll make it through that much. More Absolutely. But Absolutely. I'm I, even thinking I, about expansion. I, I, you know, I'm thinking about expansion. This is the really this is the, the time to think about expansion or getting because even getting loans or whatever. Do you know the interest rates are really low? So um, like super like two percent. Oh, my gosh. I was like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I was telling so, them, you might have to think about some things. I'm just saying, you know, if you if people are looking to like invest or or get other properties, this to me is the prime time because the rates are so low. This is generally when people kind of do that stuff, because if you wait until you get to the other side and then try to buy it and everything's sky high again. So, you know, that's that's for free, y'all. <laughs> you say that's a free tip. Y'all just got blessed tonight. <laughs> just telling you all this goodness is going on here. So. <laughs> What tips would you have? Because you already dropped some great ones. But what tips would you have for people who are, they're trying to pivot, but they're not really sure, like they're at a difficult space in their life and they're not really sure which direction to take? What would you say to them? I would say, first and foremost, pray. Pray about it. And most people, I think, you you know in your gut when you you know which which is the way to go. Sometimes you just kind of need that confirmation or a little push. So uh, for those who pray, pray. For those who don't, pray anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and I'm talking in that get in your quiet space because typically when I'm I'm trying to figure things out, you have to really just get in a quiet space. Like right now, my house is so quiet. You can hear a pin drop. And just clear your mind, because one of the things that was helpful for me during this pandemic, that 10 weeks down, it cleared my mind. I had no idea that my mind was so, and I told my husband, I said, wow, I actually can think. (laughs) So you need to carve out that time and really just kind of the quiet time and then just start writing your ideas down, find an expert in what you're struggling with. You know, whatever you're trying to pivot, find someone 
who can kind of help talk you through it. Sometimes I'll have an idea and I'll call a friend like, what do you think about this? You know, just kind of ask. Because sometimes people like to think out loud. So sometimes you just kind of need someone to kind of talk things out uh, with you and it'll kind of make, oh yeah, 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 I didn't think about that. So do that and research. You know, this is a great time to read a lot of things. So especially if there's a lot of downtime, research. And I think the more information that you have, then the more confident you will have with being able to pivot. And what I've learned, oh my God, I just finished this book too long ago. I think it's called Fear is Not Thoughts of Me. Sometimes people are afraid to pivot because they're afraid of change. But what I learned- That's a whole word right there. It takes courage. Listen, it takes courage. People think it takes confidence, but it takes courage to pivot. And once you just do it scared anyway, then, you know, then as you learn and grow, then you'll be more comfortable with it. So I think people have to pivot all the time. I'm the, I'm the type of person, I don't even like change. I've learned that about myself. I don't like change. I, when I get a routine, I like for my routine. Yeah, we're going to stay right here. But that is my life. You know, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, I know, I know, you know, even if you're not comfortable with it, you just have to resolve within yourself. I'm not comfortable, but, you know, in order to grow or in order to, you know, accomplish A, B, and C, I have to shift. It's part of life or you're going to get stuck. Mm, That part. So y'all heard it here first. Y'all got all these gems. If you did not have your notebook with you and your pen taking all these gems down, then I'm going to need when this is over for you to hit the replay button so you can get these notes. Thank you so much for saying yes and joining me. Thank you for asking. I always love talking to you. And so um, I was honored when you said yes. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Beautiful people. I know I miss you too. We got to get out soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, beautiful people, thank you for joining us tonight. If you enjoyed this, which I know you did, I would love it if you share with anybody else that you think might enjoy it, who need to hear these tips on pivoting. So important. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at your admin expert and subscribe to the email list on my website, yourvirtualadminexpert.com, where I share tips, tools, and strategies that I don't necessarily share on social media. So go subscribe. Miss Bernie, tell the beautiful people how they can connect with you. Well, you can connect with me. I do have my website is abctoontown.com. It has all of our information about our program, our curriculum. It even has my contact information on there. So we, do, we do And then we do have a Facebook page. It's ABC Toontown. But yeah, just ABC Toontown. You can Google me, Google all of that. All my information is there if you need to reach out. Awesome. So beautiful people, thank you for tuning in and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scenes. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.